0: hi i'm beth like brother isaac said um well i used to sit in these same chairs and they would always have testimonies on thursday or friday night and i would sit there and i would say i'm never going to go up there never so this is proof that god has a sense of humor and um never say never it doesn't work um So, um, when I was nine years old, I was diagnosed with multiple autoimmune disorders, Um, and there was other stuff. What it was isn't important. What is important is how I responded to it. Um, I believed in God. I talked to him all the time, but at a very early age I became aware that God didn't owe me anything and I think what happened is I became so fixed on how unworthy I was that um, I lost sight of his worth Um, so brother Isaac saw me last July and at that point I had I had shut down Um, safest way to handle life was not to feel anything Um, be strong, be silent I knew that God had um, had redeemed me I knew that he was real I hoped in what he had for me in eternity but what I, I had pretty much decided at that point was don't dare to want anything. Don't really ask God for anything because if you really want it, you're going to lose it. Um, And that's a really sad and cynical way to live. But that's where I was. Um, And I kind of floated there until... I then ended up losing not the things that I wanted, but the things that I had. And when I lost, I'll call them idols, they were. When I lost those, then um, I felt like I had nothing left, and that was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because when you don't have anything left, you don't have anything left to lose, and Jesus is still there. So you win. Um, but um, this is from July to about leading up to January. And, um, but in October, I came to visit Memphis, and I went to Grace Chapel. I was coming to see my aunt. And as I was on my way out the door, Brother Zach held the door open for me, and he stopped me, and he said, hey, Beth. I said, hey, Brother Zach. And he said, I just want you to know, God just told me that you need to move to Memphis. (laughs) Okay. Um, If I had heard that from just about anybody else on the face of the planet, I would have said, okay, whatever, you're strange. But Brother Zach isn't one of those people, so I really started praying about it. Um, I had been talking to... um, my aunt too, and just trying to figure out what I needed to do, and she ended up getting sick in January. I had been planning to move possibly in March, possibly, but in January, I absolutely had to move. I I felt like I was being called, and so I did. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I packed up my car in the course of two days, and I drove, um, and the whole time, I thought this is This is crazy, but I have nothing to lose. So I moved, and I started attending Grace Chapel. Um, It's a great place, by the way. You should all go there. Um, And I don't know when exactly it happened, but I would see people, and they would smile, and I would smile back, and... um, there would be opportunities to help. There would be people asking um, how I was. And I was hearing preaching, and I started, I started um, setting my whole clock according to when the services were. Wednesday night meant I had four days until Sunday morning. And then I'd have Sunday morning, and that meant I just had a few more days until Wednesday night. And um, I started praying a lot more. I had always talked to God, but now I found um, if I was thinking, I came to the awareness that he already knew what I was thinking. So I would talk to him about it. And it grew into a continuous conversation. If I was getting in my car, I'd want to listen to my audio, or I'd usually listen to an audio book, and then I'd think, no, I don't want to listen to the audiobook. I want to talk to the Lord. And um, anyway, um, there's, there's a lot more I could say about that. But um, in March, or April, I started seriously considering whether I wanted to join um, the church. And this is, I process things in rhyme and melody, and this is what happened. I, I'll read it to you. Um, I thought by now I'd surely reach the shore. But these are unfamiliar waves I've never met before. And everyone's a mirror with an angry face. And the stinging of their foam distorts the burning of your grace. My heart swore I'd seek you o'er every baby step or leap with not a thought for nest or fox's hole. But footprints are for sand while I'm out here in the deep where only you can keep alive my soul. You are the way. You are the way. When all I know is that I need you, but they're the hardest words to say. You never pledged me a clear path, but you promised you'd no sooner leave my side than the sea would leave the tide. I made it to the shore and now I stand. There's still no sign of footprints, just an endless stretch of sand. With nothing here to echo that I'm not alone, my doubts prefer the waves over this silent vast unknown. Lord, I need your touch so much, but I'm afraid that I might fall, naked and with naught to hide behind. But if you journeyed through hell to see the depth to which I'd go, what need is there left for love to be blind? You are the truth. You are the truth. When my eyes see how much you love me, but my mind still begs for proof, your promises are true and provide me with a steadfast place to stand, even on the shifting sand. It feels like 40 years or more since my feet felt the Red Sea floor and I first questioned if I'd reached the end. But in each valley I pass through, a cloudy pillar shadows you who dove into the deep and rose again. And though this wilderness is without rain, the promised land now beckons me to pour out this refrain. You are the life. You are the life. You are the power of resurrection bidding dormant seeds to rise, and I will rise when you call. Own you the first fruits of the harvest, and the harvester of all—all those whose manna is your word—soon shall feast on milk and honey by your side. You, the way, the truth, the life—and that is what—that's what I've come to believe. I, before, I've I've realized I've fallen into a sick sort of resignation, where um, I knew that God was faithful. But I knew that he'd still be good regardless of what he did to me, so I didn't expect anything from him. I wasn't looking for his goodness in every corner of every day because it wasn't, it wasn't real to me like it should have been. And, and now I see him um, in every valley, big or small, Um, on good days, I see him bright. On bad days, light shines brighter. Um, and it, it has changed my whole point of view. Um, I, I don't know about my face being radiant, but my heart feels that way. I feel, I feel the warmth of his goodness in every corner of every day. And I pray that you all feel it too.